So welcome, Roger. Uh, how are you? Uh, yeah, we've had a public holiday here today, so it's been a, a good day. We went down to the beach and had a barbecue, so it's all good. Oh, brilliant. Are you in uh, South Africa? Is that your accent? Uh, South African accent? I've been living in Vancouver in Canada for the last nine years, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up in, in South Africa, um, born in Cape Town, raised in Johannesburg. I married, I got three kids. Um, we, I, I actually, my wife was living in Hong Kong mm. um, 20 odd years ago when we first started dating. Mm. And she's, she's also from South Africa. Mm. And she said, hey, why don't you come to Hong Kong? So we moved to Hong Kong for a while, spent some time there, got to travel through um, the southern parts of China, and um, most of the time it was on the train up to Shenzhen and mm. then back to Hong Kong in the evening type of thing. Um, and yeah, I just kind of had a real interest in the the culture and the people and really enjoyed my time there. So from there, moved back to, moved to Canada here, got married here. And after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, my wife was a landed immigrant here. I was on a tourist visa and we were in, we'd been married. So we were in the process of doing all the paperwork and they kicked me out and said, no, you can do your paperwork from South Africa. So we ended up going back to South Africa, having three kids. And um, I was going to ask how many kids did you have at that point? So you had three kids at that point too. That was quite recent. It, well, in South Africa, we had three. Yeah. So, right, so well, oh, America, hmm. uh, my oldest is 15 and then I have two girls that are 11 and 13. So. Mm -hmm. I just had my first one. Um, yeah, so so in about 2009, we started to worry about the the future, their future as far as school wise and safety and security. We had mm -hmm. a few issues in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So I decided to move back to be with Amanda's family. We had all moved to Canada, mm -hmm. and yeah, moved into Vancouver. Um, we live literally like 300 meters from the U.S. border, right. and about 600 meters from the ocean. So we're right in that little. Wow. Ink in the corner. And there's a lot of Chinese people here too. So we figured, well, if, I figured, well, if I'm going to learn something, it's, it's a good language to learn. So, mm. so you, you choosing to learn Chinese was, was just that relatively relaxed, casual blase. Just go, oh, well, there's a lot of Chinese people here. I like Chinese people. I, I want to learn Chinese yeah. and talk to them. Yeah. So you, I, I actually, it's not, it's something that started a little bit sooner than um, this year, although this year I kind of got back into it. Mm. Um, I, I, I first thought it, I thought it'd be interesting to learn. You know, I've done um, a lot of business over the years with Chinese companies and, and being able to get some distributors that were in Taiwan, in China. Um, and in 2007, I, I really, I bought, here's somewhere, I found it the other day. The first language course that I learned was something called Learn Chinese Mandarin. I was going to say Chinese, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it was, oh, no, it was interesting. I went through a whole lot of, you know, you, there you're learning words. You're not learning to read or write characters or anything. And was that a textbook I, you just showed me there? It, it was just, it was a... It was Sorry, I saw like, the back of it, and that was the, the back yeah, of it is... Um, it was like else. a DVD. Ah, right, yeah. And I, I don't even know if this company is around anymore. I mean, this is nearly 15, 16 years old now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I ended up going on a business trip to Taiwan mm. and really excited to use my Mandarin and no one understood a word I was saying. Mm. And so after that, I kind of lost interest in it. It was still at the back, back of my mind. Yeah. 
but I kind of lost interest in it. Um, yeah. And then a couple of years ago, uh, got into the um, Rosetta Stone stuff, mm-hmm. um, went through that whole level, and then they changed the whole system. And I signed up for it again, but I lost the progress that I had. So I had to uh-huh. start again from the beginning. And I just wasn't feeling like I was getting anywhere. And then I saw your guys' stuff, and I thought, well, that's really interesting. Because I, you know, because of the experience that I had, I think I realized you had to learn to read it and write it to properly understand it. Mm. And so I felt like I, I, a couple of years ago, I was on the train um, heading into Vancouver and I was watching all these people playing their um, Candy Crush. Mm. I was thinking, what a waste of time. <laughs> yep. And so I thought, you know, you can either learn something productive or you can um, kind of waste away your years doing things mm. that are going to bring you nothing. And I ended up figuring, well, if I'm, if I'm going to spend some time doing something, let me study. So I went and got my MBA, I did my MBA at Columbia University in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a real um, enjoyable learning experience. I enjoyed I hadn't studied anything for 20 years, nearly or 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the mental challenge of it. And then this year when I saw your ad, we were in the, the, the middle of the COVID um, lockdown. And I thought, well, hey, if, if we've got some extra time to spare, there's nothing on TV right now. And, let me use my time to do something more productive. Was it the so pronunciation that, mastery you saw? Or was it the full course? Uh, I, so I started with the pronunciation mastery. Um, mm-hmm. I did that. Um, and I, I think I was only a day or two into it when I signed up for the full course. I was like, look, I'm going to do it. Let me do it properly. I was thinking that was going to be, because when you said that you, you learned a bit of Chinese using a book or whatever, yeah. and then you went to, was it Taiwan and people were not understanding yeah. you? That's pronunciation. That's why. That's why we start with pronunciation. You can have all this yeah. knowledge that you build up if you can't. If you've got a wrong idea about how to say a certain word, uh-huh. um, then you're going to get. Yeah, it's very disheartening. Very, especially when you put in a lot of hours as well. Uh-huh. So I, I started doing. Um, I, I struggled a little bit at first with the um, the Anki decks. Mm. They're not. I, I I didn't find them particularly user friendly. Mm. Um, so that took a while to get used to I'm not totally convinced why, uh, that I know why there's like, for instance, two of the same word. Ah, uh, I just unlock both of them. And the one, one's a production card. Okay. And one is a comprehension card. All right. Oh, okay. so, uh, and we tried to test you on both for each yeah. character word, a uh, character yeah. and word, you know, so can you look at the character and rec- and remember what it means? And also if I give you the opinion and the meaning, can you write and understand and, and think of what the character is and, and actually yeah. write it out? So it's, it's production and comprehension. That's why we do got that. Got it. So I, I got to the end of um, level 12 mm. and I thought, crikey, all my stories are starting to get mixed up. I'm in the same place. Um, and Actually, before that, before I got to level 12, about halfway, maybe about level four or five. Hmm. For me personally, I started to get confused in my in my house with the, the bedroom and the bathroom and all the rest of it. That they weren't making sense to me. And so what I started to do, I started, started off first in the house. So hmm. I said, well, anything, anything that has a, a, a first tone is going to be flat, which will be like a road or at the entrance, which is similar to what you guys had. Then anything, I live in a house that has a basement and then a, a middle level and then the bedrooms upstairs. Mm. So then everything that had a second tone was up. Everything that had 
a fourth tone was down mm. and anywhere that was kind of relaxing or whatever it looks like a hammock so that would be like in a relaxing area maybe in the lounge watching tv that type of thing um or outside mm. um and, and i got through I, I could do that in my house but then i started to feel like as i got to different other people's houses i was forgetting who had what and yeah it sounds like very confusing to, way to yeah, do it so, so uh, it wasn't that I couldn't do it. It was, it was just that I was having trouble with the memory. And so what I did was something a little different to what you guys have done. Mm. I took places that I'd been to or seen or, or know quite a bit about. Mm. And I, um, so for instance, um, AI is Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I took the, the islands of Hawaii and Kauai specifically is where we spent quite a bit of time mm. when we go away. And so anything again, that's at the top of Hawaii, of, at, so, the, so the main center would be the flat line. Mm -hmm. So that would be um, Honolulu um, Beach, that area. Um, anything that's in the, um, the bottom section would be Poipu. And I know it's a little bit above, it's a different island, but it, Poipu is at the bottom end of the island of Kauai. Mm. Um, at the top end is the Napoli coast. So anything mm -hmm. at the top end is the Napoli coast. Mm. And then I, I just Googled images of, of places or took photographs that I had taken when I was there, mm. uh, dumped them into um, PowerPoint um, and um, eventually ended up actually signing up for, uh, what's the other one called? Put it open here. Um, Photoshop. Photoshop, right. Mixed up. And so, so now I have, I have different locations that I can just literally, and because, because, um it works in layers mm. i can literally go through a word on my anki deck go through the video um and i'll i'll pull up um so if it's an ai i'll pull up hawaii and then it'll have it says die um i'll pick up danny devito's my d guy mm. um, and i can within minutes make a story and then i make a flash card that goes back into my um my own kind of anki deck which is on a powerpoint presentation oh, and so that's right that's okay. worked really really well for you if i can share my screen i'll show it to you it's just yeah. Yeah, show me. me see if i can get uh i think it's asking me you've disabled oh, hang on screen. me i can do that i can sort that out so you obviously know south africans if you picked up my my accent so um, this is my um, my full screen that I usually use. I've got a, one of those really nice big, I don't even know how big it is, 48 inches or something, monitor that I would use on the side of my laptop. Um, and I'll have my my course on the right side. Um, the Anki decks will go in the middle. Um, and then I've got the, the two things that I can make up here. So if I look at my, my Photoshop, for instance, I'll show you that one first. Let me try and make it bigger. So, um, so for instance, on the bottom here, let's say I wanted to make, I'll do the one that's open right now. So here's Poipu Beach, which is in the south of wherever. And you can see I've, I've kind of selected all things that are open that have places to go into. And then I can literally just go in and click um, on, on any of my, my actors. So let's say I wanted 
um, Kevin Hart for K. I can put him onto the screen like that, move him around, make him bigger or smaller. Uh, um, I can give him, uh, let's give him an ice pick. That's great. You know, and it takes me literally like two seconds to do. Um, and then from there, what I do is I save it. So I won't save it now. Um, but here's a here's an example of the card that I make. Mm. So I will I'll bring up uh, I'll, I'll literally take from your guys. I'll just copy and paste it onto a thing like this. It's got the um, the, the character written in the two different ways because that's also something that I sometimes didn't quite get right. Um, and here the story here is basically Danny DeVito is very jealous of The Rock um, for getting the big role in an action-packed movie being shot on Poipu Beach. He decides mm. to kill him with an arrow. When he gets there, the rock is with his <laughs> stunt double. Which is which? He doesn't know. Also, the word for substitute, it's got the location. Yeah. And then I try sometimes to get the, the same um, Position. kind of in the prop area, which is, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but this area okay. here, I try and position the props in the same way that the, the word is written. Yeah. So you've got yeah. the rock on that side with the arrow kind of slanted. Um, and, and it goes through the same type of thing here. You know, here he's fighting with Wolverine. Because <laughs> Wolverine has got something against people with hands, for instance. And then again, the hand and the... That's fantastic. The Look at that. So, you know, that, that that's the type of thing that I've done. And that's been a lot easier for me to remember because now I can actually picture and see that story where it is. <laughs> that's fantastic uh, we've had people do that similar things but not to that level where it's yeah. like it's systemized and you're, you're really doing it for every character yeah so you know, I, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near being able to even speak it yet I can pick up words mm. um, and you know I, I give my kids names and we joke about things and one of the things we were talking about at the dinner table the other day is a uh, I, I bought a dictionary and just mm. looking through words and how things are made up. And the word that we all found quite amusing was a penguin, which is a business goose. Another word for paying uh, for business oh, yeah. and goose. And so the kids thought that was funny and they liked the stories. And so it's you know, something we can talk around the table and yeah. have a bit of bonding in. And I think once it's finished, maybe I'll try and teach them using my pictures. I don't know if that'll work for them or not, but we'll see it the more yeah. people in the house that speak it the better i think yeah i mean the, the way you've done it i mean that that could definitely be passed on um yeah. i will say though i I feel obligated to say i'm sure you know this anyway but i feel obligated to say that most of what you're doing is not necessarily not necessary long term you know, yeah, it's, no, no. It's, know it's, it's, you're taking it to another level well, where you're spending like 10 20 times the amount of time that you need to yeah. long term but yeah. you're clearly doing it because you enjoy it and you want to share it with your children and uh, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And, and that's what it is. I mean, I, I, I don't need to know um, Moo is I. I mean, I know I know what the I looks like. I don't need to go back to the story anymore because eventually you've done it so many times that it's, mm -hmm. it is what you have. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it, it helps me to remember. So I'm enjoying it. Because often with these interviews, if if the other, if, if you're willing and happy to do it, we we have sort of follow up ones once you get further down the course. So I'm, I'm curious to see if you if you can keep this up yeah. as you get to like you know you're on level twelve now, so you've done at least 12, a, couple, yeah. or a couple of hundred no uh, no hundred and so hundred or so characters. Yeah, hundred and twelve or something. I think I'm on I'm on now. 
112. So we've got 1,530 yeah. in the course. <laughs> and we're probably going to double that number within a year as well. So 3,000. Can you do it for 3,000? I'd be very impressed. And, and I'm, I'm looking to see. Yeah. I guess it'll get to a point where eventually you, you know enough that it doesn't pay you to take the time to do this. Well, we don't even tell people, we don't even suggest people write out the stories because the whole point of this method is to yeah. rely on your, your memory, memory, right? That's the whole point is, like, you know, and the way you're doing it is still way better than rote learning. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. As um, I said, the only reason though is because I was, I was mixing my stories and forgetting who was where and doing what. Who was where and doing what? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I could definitely give you some tips to help you out there uh, yeah. with, with those specific things. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just love what you've done there. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so what, you know, once this is all said and done, once you've done your, your characters and you've got to a level yeah. of literacy that you'd like and fluency, you can, you can, um, you can speak to Chinese people pretty well, or you're starting to, and you can, you know, with practice after a six months or a year, you'll be, you know, be fluent. Mm. What will, you know, how will that, uh, what would that mean for you personally in work? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a few things that, I mean, mine is not so much that I'm living in China and I need to communicate. Um, I, this, is the, this will be the fourth language that I, I speak. Um, growing up in South Africa, we have to learn Afrikaans at school, so I, I speak Afrikaans fairly well. Um, I also spent two years as a missionary in East Africa, and so I speak um, Swahili. And that, that was literally because I couldn't survive without speaking it. You know, I'd go to the, the, the shops and I would, the guy, would, I'd point to what I wanted and he'd give it to me. And then he would tell me, Shilingi, Elfotano, Mio, whatever. And I would hand over money. And when he, if he got angry, I'd give him more. And if he gave me more back, I'd be happy. So that, that was really the, the first step in me learning Swahili. Mm. Um, but both of those languages I've always kind of felt are not really helpful for me now that I'm living in Canada because no one speaks Afrikaans here and no one speaks Swahili here. Mm. Um, where I think with this, it'll give me something that I, that I enjoy. Nelson Mandela said an interesting thing. Um, he said, when you speak to someone, um, the, you, you make an, uh, like a mental connection with them. Mm. But when you speak to someone in their language, you uh, yeah, he said, we, when you speak to someone face to face, um, you speak I know, to I know their it. Mind. Yeah, yeah. When you speak when in you their speak own language, language, language you speak, you speak to, to their, their heart. heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think that that's a very, very true thing. So, mm. you know, I think that China's come up under a lot of flack with Donald Trump and all of the nonsense going on in the states right now. Yeah, um, we're feeling it in China too, as foreigners, big time. Yeah, it's. It, My friends I, wouldn't. We're just out on a mo motorcycle trip recently in the last yeah. week or two, and they weren't. They, they no one would. Give, sell them anything <laughs> they couldn't eat anywhere yeah. they wouldn't let them in to eat to the restaurant yeah because all they do is watch tv they don't get to see any foreigners except for on tv you know so and, yeah 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 so i i think we're in a weird stage right now where mm. um there's a little host hostility towards china and a little as a canadian they arrested a couple of chinese of canadians in china mm -hmm. um, i was in shanghai um i don't know three years ago now um, and had a fantastic time. I, I loved it. It, it was brilliant. Mm. Um, but I would be a little nervous to go back there right now. Yeah, I wouldn't. They shut down the American embassy last week. Yeah. 
and had a party about it. So I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning what I can in the hope that things get better. Yeah. And I would like to travel more there and spend more time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not interested in getting involved in the politics of it, but it's, you'll be fine in cities. You'll yeah. be fine mainly in cities. It's fine. If you, you know, outside the cities, then where again they don't have any contact with foreign except for the television. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more, yeah, like it's not. It's a bit more yeah. risky. I would, I would say not for violence or anything like that, but just yeah. difficult, yeah, challenging. So I, I think at the moment, you know, a lot of a lot of the Chinese that are coming to Vancouver um, mm. are quite well um, funded. Yeah, got a lot of money. Yeah. And sure. so I, I mean, I, I'm the CEO of a, an AI startup company, um, and we we're always looking for funding and trying to get the, the next best thing out there. So mm. I, I think speaking Chinese would help me in being able to negotiate that type of funding oh, yeah. thing. For sure. Um, it, again, it's when it speaks to their heart, they see that you put in the effort to try and m- make some sort of better communication with them. I think that that will go a long way. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you know, I'm interested in it, seeing how it'll help me with my business and mm-hmm. and just to communicate and get along with people, right? Make people feel welcome and mm-hmm. friendly and at home. Yeah. You know, it's, I think I know that I know as a as an immigrant from South Africa that speaks English and looks like a Canadian, mm. um, I know how difficult it is for me. I can only imagine how difficult it must be for a Chinese person coming here. Yes, not being able to speak English. And still having some of the hostility that even goes on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you know, to make people feel welcome, follow yeah. the Canadian way, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a great goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the highest goal you, uh, when it comes to language learning. Really, it's connect with other people, um, whether for for whatever for whatever gain, whether it's just personal, just personal yeah. pleasure from it, or just financial gain, whatever it is. Just connecting with people is the the, in my opinion, the, the ultimate goal for language learning. So, I think, you've got I think with, it's becoming less of a a sort of a skill in some ways um, with all the um, the translation tools and stuff. I mean, when we were in Shanghai, Google Translate was amazing. We were sitting in the station, you know, I took my phone and you know, it mm-hmm. translates straight from Chinese, like through through picture images. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever use that. Yeah. That you can those, those, yeah, those, those things are getting incredibly uh, effective, you know, with the you know, yeah. ones you can put in your ear and it just automatically translates and vice versa. Yeah. But, but I'll tell you what, Roger, the same. nothing not is ever going to compare. Like in, even in a hundred years when they have a perfect, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If, if you have, you know, that they might even have a brain implant that happens, you know, where mm. you're like, you know, all sorts of stuff can happen, but nothing will compare to being naturally able to speak it yeah. through hard work and effort. Um, yeah. and time and, that you've and it goes to. back to that, that getting to the heart right that doesn't speak to their heart when you're like speaking through a device it doesn't impress anyone it doesn't, doesn't make anyone, anyone make a mental connection to you, exactly. you and we've had a few comments about that like on a i don't know facebook ads or just emails and stuff what are you guys going to do <laughs> what are you guys going to do when they they make this amazing yeah. thing and it's like it will not make a difference really the people that use our course the most people like yourself um mm. with you know it's it's they they know that it does it that's they're doing it so they can connect with people on a real level i i run an ai company so i know exactly (laughs) what the limitations are of it if if i thought that ai i mean i I read things where elon musk said in five years ai will take over the world and i I mean you it's not even close to that not even close so um we, we joke 
internally that the difference between machine learning and AI is machine learning is coded on Python and AI is coded on PowerPoint because it's mostly a marketing gimmick that doesn't actually do what they say it does. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're safe. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm not worried. Um, so what, speaking of uh, the course, um, what would you say it would be your favorite parts of the course? There's lots to it, obviously. There's the pronunciation, character, yeah. words, uh, are, you know, just what aspects, if you could choose maybe three. I, I think I would, I would have to say that one of the most interesting ones to me is the, the construction of the characters. Um, and you can kind of see with some of them where they come from. You can see the relationship to them. Um, obviously, the, like the, the little microphone, for instance, is a, a big one. And I'm sure you, I think you use the microphone in your thing too um, for, for any type of speaking. Or megaphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as you see a megaphone or microphone, it, it, you know that there's some linkage that is related to this or, or the three dots of water. Mm. Um, again, it's some sort of a, a spray or an aerosol or whatever it may be. So I, I think that that's one of the things that is more, is interesting to me. It's almost like the historical um, creation of where it comes from. Um, the, the next thing is I think it's I enjoy making my kids laugh. So I make up these funny, stupid stories and we share them over dinner. I probably do. I spend about maybe 25 minutes to 30 minutes a day on it. Um, so it, it'll give me a character, maybe two characters a day. Um, and we'll sit around the dinner table and joke about the stories and I'll show them in my phone what I did. And yeah, they, they like that. So um, that's another one. A third one, um, I, I think probably just the ability that I have to look at sentences now without the opinion and be able to say, oh, that's, that's what they're trying to say there. Um, and I mean, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm any, I'm not particularly good at it yet. I think there's a lot of practice that I need to do on it still. You're only on level 12 or just going into level 13. You've just started with that. So it takes a few levels, a bit of time, a lot of exposure before you're comfortable yeah. reading a sentence. But it's so, you know, step, yeah. I think in level 13, it started to step it up quite significantly, which is good because I, I also felt like I've got, beyond that stage where I've been mm -hmm. told what every other person's movie is. You know, my movies, I, I can make my movies now without watching that type of stuff. So I don't need That's to right. specifically see that mm. because I can immediately look at the word, look at the opinion and say, okay, it's lie. So um, it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio in Hawaii mm -hmm. um, up on the Napoli coast. So mm. immediately, whatever the story is that the person is telling me is kind of irrelevant to me. Um, and uh, in a way that's good because I can then make a movie as you saw in like 10 seconds, I can just click the characters that I want, move some things around, change the sizes of them and that'll, that'll give me an idea of where they are and then try and link that story back to the actual word that it's, it's trying to describe. So how long, how long does it take you? Forget all the PowerPoint uh, fiddling around all that sort of stuff, like just, just your, in your mind, how long does it take you to learn a character on average, do you think? Um, Two minutes, three minutes. Great, great. And so I think really with the repetition, obviously, then it's then it's a matter of trying to get through the Anki um, cards to try and do that. Um, yeah, that's I, that's yeah. That's I was a, I was keeping up to the Anki on a daily basis until mm -hmm. I got to level twelve, and then I started to think, well, I better I better start up because I was forgetting the way that the word was written and how the structure was done. I started doing this, and I mean, this is only about two weeks old now. I'm on. 
So I've, I've done everything up until where I am now. So um, it, it hasn't taken me a heck of a long time to do all of the, the PowerPoint things. But um, yeah, I, I found that with the Anki cards, when I, as soon as you release them, at the moment they're all in order because it says new 260, new 260, but then you release them and then it changes that to date. So then it mixes them all up. So I was finding when I was going back to try and find what was related to what the Anki decks were matching anymore, like they were before you, um, what do you call that? You toggle suspend them. Um, so now, now that they, now that they are um, all in order, now I can go through them again and start learning them. So I need to do that again. I, and I, I'll take. Sometimes I'll sit in the hot tub outside and just take twenty minutes and just go through the cards and pump them out again. Um, I think I, I've seen that part-time, uh, the part-time, one about. 10,000 times I was to know about the hungry lion. And, yeah, yeah. Um, as you say, it's re repetition. What I found when I learned Swahili is that what was very helpful is speaking to children, mm. um, a lot more patient, and they, they're a lot more forgiving and they'll laugh at you and help you with your, your wording. And do you know I what? That's, that's right. That stage where I'm ready to do that again with Chinese kids. You're right. It's it's because uh, it, in my Xiaoqi, like the little apartment complex that I live in, uh, like mm. the, I feel the most comfortable chatting to the kids. Yeah. It's like you, you say something wrong, they just they just go. Like, yeah, it's, and oh, and they actually, most of the time they get it, and they they just they completely yeah. out of phases. Whereas you know adults will get uncomfortable. Maybe oh well, he said that wrong. Yeah. I don't want to tell him. Maybe I should say oh. No. And they, mm. you can see on their face that they're like awkward. Yeah. Um, but kids are just completely the opposite. They're just like huh? What does that mean? Oh, no, no, not that. No, it's, like, it's just like, and that's great. You know, it's yes. fantastic. So, yeah, we've got, we got some Chinese kids here at church, and I'll, I'll speak to them at church and tell them, you know, you're the, the nun hides, yeah, cotton, whatever. I bet they light up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So, and that's how it starts for me. I mean, in my, in my brain, naturally, it starts with a bit small sentences to kids that build up and add words and um get the the structure of what goes where in the sentence so mm. once i learn a few more words i think i'm ready to start doing that yeah yeah um any tips you need on that like what where to go what to do next just to get in touch let us know thanks um a common one that people miss out is uh because you know so focused on the course is they forget mm -hmm. to start doing speaking practice uh start listening to stuff just in the background mm -hmm. that's these two very important things yeah um and in fact, I'm going to, we, I'm talking to Phil about where we can put a video in the course to remind people to do that because a lot of people are forgetting. Um, so, but you, I think we've got, I haven't even looked at them yet, but I do know there are some Chinese channels on mm. TV just because of the number of Chinese people here. Mm. Um, but I, I haven't started watching them yet. I'll, I'll get to that stage. Oh, don't worry about native stuff yet. Don't worry about that at all. Um, I mean, you can if you like. It's not, I'm not, I wouldn't say don't do it, but. Um, the uh, results are so inefficient because you don't have enough foundation to understand what's going on at the moment. Yeah. So it would be a way, it'd be largely a waste of time. You would get something out of it, but it's not efficient. So mm. I'm talking about low level graded content only like, uh, low level podcasts, like from Chinese pod or something like that. And, uh, yeah. this sort of audio. And of course we have our own audio content, just not as much. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, you can re-listen to our stories over and over again paragraphs okay. which actually i just forget you're not quite there yet in, in the course but yeah. you will be very soon um okay. uh so and and hit yeah so 
there's all, all audio files that you can download that you can put on your phone just listen to that start start getting that immersion maybe whilst you're working just low low volume so it doesn't distract you that sort of thing that will pay off hugely three months down the line or a month down the line or, or six months down the line, you know where you'll start to pick up stuff you're able to start picking up the words as you hear yeah and it's just it's best to start earlier uh with that stuff because it's a, it's a slow burn but it, it's, it's yeah. gradual progress you know so um yeah fantastic all right so what is your experience of the community aspects of the course uh, not, not talking uh, about the forums talking about the comments the general yeah. social aspect that you get i think at the moment i mean i, I read through the comments as i go through each lesson mm. um, so i do see all of them um sometimes i'll add a little comment here and there but um i, I haven't had any direct interaction with any of the other participants if, if that's the question Mm -hmm. what results have you achieved so far uh, from the course you kind of touched on a couple of things you mentioned that you're sort of using starting to use Chinese here and there like with kids and whatever yeah. just randomly but uh, any any uh, results that you've you've achieved so far that tangible or intangible that you'd like to share yeah um, I, I think the, the main thing is that just little things that I see will start to trigger in my mind and I found that with Swahili the same thing when I started to learn it eventually I would be able to think of sentences in Swahili mm. to a point where eventually I was thinking in Swahili. Mm. Um, and, and I think that that's where it, where it really changes the level where you become, when you start to think in it, then you can start to um, understand communication because you can plan your yes. thought and uh, you become your, your first teacher really. So, um, yeah, again, I think I'm, I'm a little too early to get really into the, the starting to think about things. But mm. um, for me, what comes is like the little phrases that will happen. And it might be like in Swahili, for instance, one of them was and it means little by little falls to the pound, which doesn't make any sense in South Africa, but it means right. a little bit at a time and eventually you'll get there. Mm. And so you, you'll find yourself... Um, speaking to someone and, and that'll be something that you say and that really impresses them because you you've now communicated that with them in a very specific swahili type of slang language um mm -hmm. where they know exactly what it means and i'm i'm starting to see a little bit about how that works with chinese too so mm -hmm. but, you know it's, it's a very unique every language has its own unique little Symptoms little, little flavor to it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you mean? Um, when you were going into the course, obviously, uh, you said that you signed up for the pronunciation mastery, and then you within a couple of days you signed up for the main course. Um, in yeah. that process, it was, was there anything that you were skeptical about at all, or apprehensive about? Well, I mean, I think the, the usual stuff there's so much stuff on the internet, so many scams, so many things that are trying to promise the world and deliver nothing. And I think that it was a, you know, I, I, I don't mind a good bait and switch, to be honest, if it's, if I feel like I'm getting value out of it. I started with the pronunciation and I felt there was real value in that. And I thought, well, if it, if it continues like this, I'm happy to pay um, for an ongoing course in something like that. Um, so I, I think that the, the pronunciation mastery really sold the credibility of the rest of it to me that's great to hear awesome um any suggestions for how we can improve improve things um i i like what you're doing right now I mean, it's i think it's it, 
I, I'm happy with where I am in that stage of it. Mm. Um, it's a difficult thing to learn the language, especially one where you know you learn Swahili, you can still pronounce the word and read the read the letters. Where Mandarin is like that extra challenge. Um, but I, as I'm getting further along with it, I'm kind of seeing how because the words are so short, each little word is really three or four letters. Um, it it's it, there's some parts that make that type of thing makes it a little easier. Mm. So um, as far as improvements go, sheesh, I I can't think of too many things. I'm I'm pretty happy that I think you guys have done a good job right now. I'll move on to the next question before you remember anything. All right, quick, quick. <laughs> so the last question I just want to ask is, would you recommend MB and why? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I actually have been trying to figure out who else I can get to rope into it because I think that the more people I can learn together with you, there's the downside where you learn, you all learn at the same, you push each other down. But I think it would be helpful to start practicing with other people that are also learning. So. Um, yeah, I'd love to have other people doing the same thing with me. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll, I really appreciate you taking the time with me today and, uh, sharing all this. I had a great chat with you and uh, I hope to chat with you again down the line. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Roger. Take care.